following this breaking news. Good morning. Thanks for listening. It's going to be nice weather here while the really big stories on. You're listening to the Today in San Diego podcast. No shot clock. No buzzer. And sadly, no one in the stands. And Bella goes for the achievement scores. It's unprecedented, and it's giving new meaning to March Madness. The game tonight has been postponed. You see the teams heading back to the locker room. The coronavirus pandemic is altering the landscape of nearly the entire sports world. The whole idea that it's come this close and potentially a couple players have it, um, just stunning isn't the right word. It's a nightmare for sports fans, but perhaps even more for San Diego student-athletes whose professional careers are now in jeopardy. Me and other seniors in San Diego County were sort of counting on this year to prove themselves. I'm Mark Mullen. And in a special edition of Today in San Diego, we'll discuss sports in this new reality with the San Diegans directly impacted. Coronavirus is making history for putting sports on hiatus, a multi-billion dollar industry grinding to a screeching halt. Opening day is delayed, the NBA is suspended, and the most lucrative sporting event in the U.S. outside of the Super Bowl, the NCAA tournament, is now canceled. When your name comes up and you who you're playing, it's just that raw emotion of seeing kids react to that. And at that moment, they're little kids. And for them to just miss that moment is kind of sad. It's news hitting San Diego State especially hard, coming off a historic season. The Aztecs had a realistic chance to make it to the Final Four for the first time in program history. But for this group and this special, special group that we had for them not to be able to experience March Madness, you hurt for them. You hurt for their families. You hurt for all the time that they put in to get to this moment. But at the same time, you have to understand that there's a bigger picture and that there's a reason for all this. And this is, and there's everyone in the world is going through this right now. The impact of COVID-19 for student athletes is far reaching. There will be no baseball, softball, lacrosse, men's volleyball, golf, rowing, tennis, outdoor track and field, or women's water polo national championships this year. Something we've never seen before. And as we feel the day-to-day impact in our own lives, San Diego athletes, coaches, and employees are thinking about their future. Joining me today to talk about this new reality and what it means for sports here in San Diego is my colleague, NBC7 sports anchor, Darnay Tripp. So Darnay, let's start uh, big picture. So last week seems like a really long time ago, given what changes we have seen every day as a result of the coronavirus, right? It really has been shocking. It has been. And yeah, like Wednesday and Thursday is when it kind of went full steam ahead and it kind of started the dominoes when Rudy Gobert of the Jazz tested positive for COVID-19 and they found out about it right before the Jazz were supposed to play the Thunder in Oklahoma City and it was in front of a packed arena teams were in uniform on the floor getting ready to go and then the refs and everything halted halted the game before it even started and there was some confusion and of course we learned what happened since and Since then, it's just been incredible to see everything shut down. The leagues, NCAA tournament, down to the high school level. It was a pretty overwhelming couple days starting with, hey, we're going to do this, but without fans to now to the point where there are no games. And it's really hard to know at this point when there will be games again anywhere. 
and and seasons, um, including that of the Aztecs or what could have been, right? I mean, let's let's talk about them. So, especially here, San Diego State, a lot of fans really excited to see them make it far in the NCAA tournament. And first of all, what a bummer for the coaching staff like Brian Dutcher. And what a bummer for the players. I mean, I looked up this morning that maybe 21% of college basketball players will actually get to play in the NBA, which means this was a glory run for a lot of these college players to finish out their competitive career. And for others, this could have been March Madness, an audition for the NBA. Yeah, this is what you dream of, right? I mean, this as a college basketball player, it's what you want to be a part of. And this Aztec team had a record-breaking season. They were a shoe-in for the NCAA tournament. They had been a shoe-in for the NCAA tournament since basically December. And so the team, the fan base, us collectively who who cover the team and, and are around the program have been able to look ahead to the NCAA tournament, not just for weeks, but for months. It's not one of those situations where, you know, they had to win the conference tournament and then you build the excitement. This excitement has been steadily building for weeks, if not months. And to then not have the opportunity to enjoy what is the most important part of the season for them not to have the chance to solidify themselves as the best Aztec team ever potentially make their first ever final four maybe even compete for a national championship Uh, this was just an incredible team an incredible season something special was really brewing with the program and again so much anticipation for March and then the rug was pulled out from under them, just as it was everywhere everywhere else around the country. What really makes it gutting is the seniors. And there's a guy in Nolan Lorraine who had been around. He'd experienced the NCAA tournament with the Aztecs when they made it in 2018. But they had two guys, seniors on the team, first year with the program. They were graduate transfers. They had finished their undergrad degree, were able to transfer to San Diego State for their last season of eligibility, oh. one-year run, Yanni Wetzel and KJ Fagan, both coming from programs that had not sniffed the NCAA tournament in the past. They came to San Diego State for this purpose, to play in the NCAA tournament. And they did what was needed to secure that opportunity. And then everything happened these last few weeks, and now they won't get that opportunity. I mean, it is really it is so heartbreaking. heartbreaking from those from this perspective of those guys and also what a bummer also for the community right because we have not always gotten to enjoy a lot of success with professional or collegiate organized sports here in san diego and it was fun to see the entire community rallying around us okay so let me um ask you a little bit about uh, the uh, pro team here in san diego that has stuck around the padres um, how are they impacted by the delays? Uh, what is opening day? When might opening day be? What does it mean for the season, the schedule? Yeah, it's way more kind of far-reaching and layered and complicated in the instance of the Padres because with the Aztecs, I mean, it, it is the bummer of all bummers, but it just it ends and the guys kind of move forward. They just move forward a few weeks earlier than normal. With the Padres, it's really complicated. It's complicated from the standpoint of stadium operations, all the people whose livelihood, who who depend on getting the paycheck from working at Petco Park whenever there's a home game. It's complicated from the professional players, the guys that are on the Padres roster uh, in terms of them getting paid in terms of them staying in shape, eventually having to ramp back up for the season. What do they do now? They're kind of in limbo. And then there's the minor league players that 
don't get paid a full salary during spring training. They get paid during the season. And unlike big league players, uh, they don't have what is in the bank account of these pros. They have to work. They have to get paid. They can't rely on what they've gotten in past seasons necessarily, or at least in all cases. And it's hard to get part-time employment now when so much is uncertain. And so there's a lot of areas where it is complicated. A lot of people put in difficult positions because the games aren't being played. That's when people get paid. And we have no clue at this point when things will return to normal. So there's a lot of people, like I said, left in limbo from a financial perspective. And then, of course, fans wanting to see their players, wanting to see the team. Uh, and, of course, the players wanted to get back to what they love. I mean, you ramp up for the season. They were in the home stretch of spring training. We were about 15 days away Um Oh, shoot, I might have that wrong. We were about, yeah, we were about two weeks away. When all this started, we were about two weeks away from opening day. And now we have no idea how far away we are from opening day and the Major League Baseball season starting. Darnay, you mentioned um, the stadium workers. As far as they are concerned, arena employees, we have heard Mark Cuban uh, in Dallas will pay the Mavericks employees for the rest of the month. Is anything like that happening here? Yeah, so Major League Baseball, all 30 teams contribute a million dollars each to dedicate to stadium workers, part-time, full-time, vendors, folks that, again, make their living, rely on a paycheck based on working those home games. So they have begun to contribute funds, uh, like I said, a million dollars a piece for each team, and I I would assume there there have been players from different leagues. You mentioned Mark Cuban either uh, contributing from their own pocket or finding programs and such to uh, help those people out. Other teams like the Goals, the AHL team in town, and the Seals, the National Lacrosse League team in town um, said, hey, we're going to continue to take care of and pay the normal salary to those folks through the end of the regular season, which for each of those teams is basically through early mid-March. Darnay, I was sorry, I'm sorry. By, I'm by, sorry. I had that wrong. Uh, for both those teams is through about mid-late April. Through late April. Okay, gotcha. Um, I was at the beach yesterday shooting a story, and there were a bunch of families there with, with kids, um, younger kids, basically around the same age as mine. And it really sort of struck me that, you know, although you and I are talking about collegiate and pro sports um, and, and the people associated with that, there are a ton of kids around San Diego County also who play club sports who aren't playing now. And even recreating, there is the beach, uh, but even things like, like like I called the other day trying to make sure that my kids are staying busy and not driving uh, <laughs> my wife entirely crazy, but even things like like rock climbing places, right, with these, with these wall climbs, all, all these places are closed. It's, it's really difficult that uh, not only uh, sports and club sports, but recreation is, is hard to come by. That's one thing I thought about, too, because I've played some pickup basketball at one of the city rec centers, and I even had the story idea of just going out there and checking on the guys and seeing if they're still playing and seeing how many guys are there. And that, that's been part of the fallout, correct, as well, is the city shutting down those recreation centers. Uh, it's, it's really stunning. And again, there... We just have no clue when things will get back to normal. And so, 
yeah, you have the professional athletes, you have the college and high school athletes, but even the kids or, or the parents of kids who uh, this is their opportunity to, to keep them active, to give them something to do, get them out of the house a little bit, <laughs> right? have them doing something that's safe and fun, um, get them some ex- exercise to not even be able to rely on that. It's so broad and far reaching. And I think that's why it's so stunning because it's everything has really just come to a screeching halt at every single level. And it's unlike anything we've ever seen before. So Jarnay, you were just mentioning that that had uh, there been a collection of people playing pickup basketball, you might have considered doing a story. But I'm just curious from a personal nature as well as a professional nature, because we really haven't seen you here at the studios. <laughs> um, and, and this is also because NBC, and we, we are owned by NBC Universal, that we are, it's not just sort of posturing or, or window dressing. Everybody is uh, keeping professional distance, even at work, even in the studio. And um, all many of our anchors and reporters are all out and about and working outside of the building. But what does a sports reporter do these days? I mean, are you, are you are you learning a new musical instrument or getting some some work done around the house? Or all kidding aside, what is it? What is it like? Yeah, it's a, it's a bit different of a routine. I mean, you mentioned I haven't been in the station since Sunday. I'm essentially working from home now, and. Myself, Derek Togers, and Todd Strain, we've we've become field reporters. And that was already kind of part of the job, but wasn't necessarily what we were doing on a day-to-day basis. Now that's what we're doing day in and day out. And, you know, there still are some wheels turning in the sports world. The NFL League calendars is going forward as normal. And so you've got the free agent signings, Phillip Rivers to the Colts, Tom Brady to the Bucks, And so I chatted with, I used video chat to talk with the football night guys, Greg Camrio and Rich Orenberger, and get their take. Normally, we would do that in person in studio. We're not doing that right now. And then the other part of it, too, is there there is an endless list of stories that come out of the impact of coronavirus on the sports world. And uh, so it's just hunting down those stories. It's finding people whose lives are impacted. Maybe it's athletes who aren't getting the opportunities like we've touched on, or it's businesses that rely on, you know, the crowd that would normally turn out for the NCAA tournament. I mean, two of the biggest days of the year. And then with others to follow are Thursday and Friday of the NCAA tournament when you have games literally all day. And so sports bars uh, and restaurants rely on that. They rely on that crowd. People coming together to uh, enjoy the games amongst other fans. Now they can't do that. And so uh, there's so many stories like that. And that's what we're going to be doing for a while. Hopefully we'll have opportunities to talk real hard sports news uh, like with the NFL and and other things that will pop up here and there. But uh, for the most part, our, our task is finding those folks that are being impacted by this new normal that we're having to adjust to right now and telling their stories and uh, hearing from them because uh, that's what's interesting right now. That's what's on people's mind. And um, I, I think we'll probably just scrape the surface. I think there's so many people impacted by this in the sports world. It's it's really stunning. Um, last one from me. What can San Diego sports fans do right now while waiting for all of this stuff to pass? That is a great question. I mean, I think that's what we're all kind of trying to figure out right now. Um, you know, other than keeping yourself sane at home, you know, may- maybe you uh, pick pick your favorite team, the Padres. That, that's been the kind of 
funny thing that's happened on Twitter is you see old Tony Gwynn highlights or great moments in sports from, you know, the, the broader national perspective or locally, there's been people sharing videos from the Aztec basketball season, the greatest moments or greatest plays, because uh, that's all we have to enjoy right now because there are, are no games. But folks are going to get restless. If not already, it's going to happen really soon uh, because y- you just can't go out and enjoy normal life, enjoy a game. There's nothing that even just watching on TV you're able to enjoy that's new and exciting. It's all been kind of stripped away. And I think that's what I keep circling back to. I mean, I'll tell you what, the closest thing I could think in terms of this previously grown up as a kid was 9-11 and what happened after September 11th because the sports world shut down. And I remember as a high schooler back then, just I I hated it because I wanted an escape from what was in the news every day. I, I hated hearing about it. It was difficult for me. And I just wanted normal life back. And for me, normal life was sports, being able to watch anything that was on. And of course, my favorite teams. And thinking back on it, it felt like such a long time. In actuality, I went back and looked out of curiosity. It was maybe like a week, give or take. Things were pushed back and things were postponed. Obviously, we're already a week into this thing and we have many more weeks ahead. And I think that's what um, kind of stops me in my tracks is there's no real end in sight. And this escape, this hobby, whatever it is for in some people, it's their vocation, it's their livelihood, it's gone now. And we have no idea when it's going to come back. And that's kind of the scary part of all of this is we enjoy normalcy and there's no way of knowing when normalcy will return. Exactly. And who knows, not to be Pollyanna, but, uh, you know, perhaps one silver lining in all of this, Darnay, is maybe you know, we all take it home. I mean, maybe this this, this comes back to a, like a family game night and things as corny as as that and, and everybody sort of like reconnecting. And, you know, personally speaking, I've had more, and I'm not being sarcastic here, I've had more conversations with my 15-year-old daughter in the last four or five days than in as many months. And and, and perhaps that, that will be one silver lining as we wait for kind of normalcy and, and sports, which has always been such an outlet and a recreation from reality, to also return. Hey, listen, great visit. Thank you so much, Darnay. Appreciate it. Thanks, Mark. You can follow Darnay on his Twitter page, at Darnay Tripp, and listen to him on the On Friars Padres podcast with Eric Togers, and they'll have more stories about how the team is dealing with opening day delays and everything else. Darnay Tripp, thanks. Coming up, what about sports at the high school level? With San Diego County schools and their sports programs on hiatus, we'll hear from one student athlete's uncertain future. You sort of have to like rewire, like, okay, what can I do? What are my options? Plus, levity in uncertain times. How some San Diego athletes are inspiring others in self-isolation with a new social media challenge. Washing your hands for 20 seconds while juggling the ball. The Today in San Diego podcast. It's news, but not news overload. Big stories, unique local stories, and first alert weather. Less than five minutes every morning, and you're in the know from NBC7. When you don't have time to watch or scroll, just listen on the go. Subscribe to Today in San Diego on your favorite podcast platform.
We've heard about COVID-19's impact on the professional and collegiate level, but for local high school players facing a crucial time in their athletic careers, their future is now up in the air. The governing body of high school athletics for San Diego County has shut down all high school sporting events for the time being. It's a scary situation, especially for one local baseball player we sat down with. I can speak for a lot of people when I say me and other seniors in San Diego County were sort of counting on this year to prove themselves uh, to be a Division I baseball player. Show scouts that I can really play at the Division I level and to have that be cut off and potentially ended is just like you sort of have to like rewire and like, okay, what can I do? What are my options? Nathan Mills is an outfielder for Carlsbad High School. He has dreams of playing Division I baseball and has already talked to a few universities. But thanks to coronavirus, Nate's dream is now on hold. He is among the many ball players in San Diego County who are wondering what to do now. Nate says he's been talking to one particular school on the East Coast and was hoping to network there on a recruiting visit. In fact, Carlsbad High's broadcasting program, which he's part of, was scheduled to make a trip to Washington, D.C. for a convention. Uh, what was cool is I was getting recruited by a D1 school that was just a 30-minute train ride away. So my plan was to, on a free day on the trip, go up by train and visit the school, look at a doubleheader, tour the campus, check out all the teachers and the major I want to pursue. Um, but, you know, eight hours before our flight even took off, we got a text or, or an email from the district saying we're canceling the trip. Nate says COVID-19 wiped out the chance to seal the deal to possibly get a D1 scholarship. It is really important because you really get the feel for it, the vibe of what the school is and how all the students interact with each other and how the coaches interact with all the players. But Nate remains hopeful. If the high school season doesn't resume April 1st, there's the possibility of San Diego's baseball community stepping in to help. If the season does totally get canceled, there's people trying to make like underground leagues sort of so colleges can come out and still see the seniors or the juniors or whoever wants to get recruited. Um, but I know travel ball teams are trying to do the best they can to get the players going during this time. On top of not being able to impress scouts, Nate just loves playing baseball. So not playing might be the worst thing of all, something many student athletes can relate to right now. That would just be devastating. I, I don't even really want to imagine that because, I mean, I haven't been playing for a week now and it's been just kind of weird. Like, I'm sitting in my house and I don't really know what to do with myself um, except, you know, I'll work out and stuff and then I'll come back and then usually after that it's like homework or practice on the field um, and then it's kind of just like, all right, I can't really like send any video to coaches or talk to anyone because, I mean, there's, there's nothing really to do. Um, so I... That would be absolutely devastating. There's no doubt how far-reaching sports is. It keeps our minds at ease and brings diverse communities together with a common goal of winning. So in this new time of social distancing where we separate, one soccer media company is keeping fans united with a new social media campaign, and it's reaching San Diego. With the coronavirus outbreak, it's very important that we're all staying at home. With that being said, we've created the Stay at Home Challenge. So, in this challenge, you're to be washing your hands for 20 seconds while juggling the ball. Let's see if you can do it. A soccer media company in the Netherlands developed the challenge by using the hashtag Stay at Home Challenge. And it soon went viral, with professional soccer players reposting selfies of the challenge in Europe. Here we go with the 43 Stay at Home Challenge.
The San Diego Soccer's all-time leading goal scorer, Craig Childs, posted a video of him juggling a ball at home with a message for everyone. Here to knock out the stay-at-home challenge. You know, when I got a message, hey, can you make a, a three-minute video, you know, I'm like, well, I've got nothing but time right now. So, yes, I can knock that out with a cup of coffee. So, it's pretty quick, but I think you have a lot of people willing to jump in and, and do what they have to do because, you know, everybody's kind of revamping right now and, and um, have a little bit more spare time than I think we're all used to. As the social media campaign grew, people got more creative. The world took it to another level and started juggling toilet paper rolls. After all, toilet paper is now synonymous with the coronavirus. The overall message is that everyone came together to get through this together in a fun, unique way. Just try to keep everyone active and doing something at home. And, and I know trainings are stopping on the field, but you know, players can be working on their own. And if we can assist with some videos and, and make it fun, then you know, we're all for it. Stay safe out there. The coronavirus is reshaping the way we live and play. While the future of sports remains in limbo, we will continue to bring you the latest updates on coronavirus here in San Diego, on this podcast, as well as on our NBC7 News app. I'm Mark Mullen. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Today in San Diego. For more from our team, search NBC San Diego wherever you listen to podcasts. And be sure to give us your feedback by leaving a rating and review.